Praise the Lord from Pastor Strader at Lighthouse Church. Thanks for connecting with us through our podcast. Our prayer is that it's a blessing to you as we try to reach, equip, and mobilize Jesus' name disciples in Apache Junction, Arizona, and the surrounding region. Enjoy today's podcast and come back often. God bless you. We love you. praise your name Jesus we praise your name Lord we praise your name Jesus hallelujah hallelujah well it's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight amen Amen. (laughs) praise the Lord if you will turn in your Bible with me honor to Pastor Strader and Bishop Caldwell. I appreciate the opportunity to come tonight and to minister the word of the Lord to you. I was in pastor's office last Sunday and we were talking about studying and, and preparing and that and I said, you know, you give me give me a week or so and, and you know, I feel confident I, I can, you know, schedule time where I can, you know, dedicate a day to praying and, and studying and everything and, and you know, pastor. So what does he do? He asks me late Friday night, hey, uh, well, he didn't really ask me. I don't, I don't think he asked me. He just, he just said, uh, you're preaching on, on Sunday. Can you be ready for Sunday night? Yeah, that's not a question that you can really say no to, so. <laughs> I said, okay, all right, that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Let's go to Genesis 1 and 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And the beginning part of verse 3 says, And God said. Just for a few minutes, and I assure you it will probably just be a few minutes, uh, I'm going to speak on this subject, and the story continues. You may be seated. In 1828, Noah Webster, one of Joshua's personal or one of Joshua's personal heroes, wrote one of the greatest books apart from the King James Bible when he published an American dictionary of the English language. It's probably one of the well, used to be one of the most used. I'm not sure anybody knows what anything means now. But in his, uh, in his book, he, he wrote and is a conjunction. The word and is a conjunction. It means in addition to, or as well as, or added to. Used for continuation also and then. 
such as pastor said he was almost finished preaching, and then he preached for 20 more minutes. And, the word and is the fifth most common word in the English language. And we read in, in Genesis 1 and 1, God is not content to leave things incomplete. In the beginning, the Bible says he created. But he didn't stop there. The Bible says the earth was without form and void, but he didn't stop there. The Bible says, and the Spirit of God moved. And we can read throughout the, the first several uh, verses of that first chapter where it's written, and God said. Or, and God called, or, and God made. He is a God who is not content to leave anything complete in the story. In Hebrews 12 and 2, it says, God is the author and the finisher of our faith. He didn't just start something to leave it incomplete. He is the author and the finisher of our faith when God puts an and in the story everything changes in that story that which was without form and void that which is empty and in darkness is changed when God writes an and into the story he is the author and the finisher of our faith. He has begun that. He who has begun a good work in you will perform it. It didn't say that he's just going to complete it. He's going to perform it. He's going to keep working on that story. He's going to keep moving in that story of your life. He is the author and the finisher of the faith. In Psalms 34 and 4, it says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. 34 and 6 says, this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. How many is thankful for a God that not only can hear you, but he will deliver you from all your troubles and he saved him and he delivered me 34 and 7 says the angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and that would be well and good but that's not the end of the story it says and he delivered them In Exodus 2 and 23, we read the story of the, of the children of Israel. It says, it came to pass in a process of time that the king of Egypt died and the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage and they cried and their cry came up unto God by reason of the bondage and God heard their groaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac and with Jacob and God looked upon the children of Israel and God had respect unto them. 
God's chosen people were in bondage and were slaves to the Egyptians. They no doubt felt as though there was no hope in sight. But God put an and into their story. And God heard their groaning. And God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And God had respect unto them. In Exodus 14 and 22, we read another story. The children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground. And the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. And the Egyptians pursued and went after them to the midst of the sea, even all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. And it came to pass that in the morning watch, the Lord looked unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and of the cloud and troubled the host of the Egyptians and took off their chariot wheels and they that drave and they that and they drave them heavily so that the Egyptians said let us flee from the face of Israel for the Lord fighteth for them against the Egyptians and the Lord said unto Moses stretch out thine hand over the sea that the waters may come again upon the Egyptians upon their chariots and upon their horsemen and Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea and the sea returned to his strength when the morning appeared and the Egyptians fled against it and the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea and the waters turned and covered the chariots and the horsemen and all the hosts of Pharaoh that had come into the sea after them and there remained not so much as one of them. The mighty armies of Pharaoh were chasing the Israelites and suddenly the Israelites found themselves trapped between the armies of the Pharaoh in back of them, behind them, and, and the Red Sea in front of them. And it looked like their story, this Cinderella story, this, this wonderful story of deliverance from, the, from captivity and from bondage. It seemed like that story would come to a bloody end. Until the author of eternity took out his quill and dipped it in his ink and wrote and into the story. And the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. I ask you tonight, what trial or circumstance are you facing? You might be between a rock and a hard place. It might seem like your story is finished. And unlike the fairy tales, there may not seem to be any happily ever after. But just wait for the author and the finisher of your faith to take out his pen and begin to write into your story. See, when God writes and, he brings deliverance. When God writes and, he brings salvation. When God writes and, he brings healing. When God writes and into the story of your life, the enemy is defeated. And the story continues. We read in Acts 1 and 8, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, 
and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. We read in Acts 2 and 1 through 4, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord and in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. This is Pentecost Sunday. And I know we as apostolics and as Pentecostals, uh, it was said we have Pentecost Sunday every day of the year or every Sunday of the year we have a Pentecost Sunday. And that's true, we do. And looking back in the book of Acts at the early church, we can read of, of what the early church did. It says in Acts 5 and 12, it says, by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. And they were all gathered, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And of the rest durst no man join himself to them, but the people magnified them, and believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing might by might I overshadow some of them. There came also a multitude out of cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks unto them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed every one. I put on my professor's cap that I stole from Josh. And I noticed that the, the, the first part of that in verse 12 says, They were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. Many instances actually through Acts, they were in Solomon's porch. I, began, I, I looked up a, a picture to see where Solomon's porch was, and it's, the, it's basically the perimeter of, of Solomon or of King Herod's uh, temple, Herod's temple. And they were actually right there, right next to the court of the Gentiles where the early church would meet and where many signs and wonders were wrought among the people. This is where people brought all manner of sick, the sick folks to them which were vexed with unclean spirits and they were healed, everyone. And it's amazing that that's where they chose to gather for so much of the early part of Acts. In Acts 4 and 1, we see that as they spake unto the people, the priests and captains of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them. Verse 18, they called them and commanded them not to speak or at all teach in the name of Jesus. 23, and being let go, they went to their own company. And you know where they went? I believe they went back to Solomon's porch. And they reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And then in 31 says, when they had prayed, the place was shaken. And they were, where they were assembled together in Solomon's porch. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with 
boldness. Acts 6 and 7 says the word of God increased and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith because of where they were in Solomon's porch. Acts 9 and 32 says it came to pass as Peter passed throughout all the quarters. He came down also to the saints which dwelt at Lydda. And there he found a certain man named Aeneas who, which had kept his bed eight years and was sick of the palsy. And Peter said unto him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ, maketh thee whole. Arise and make thy bed. And he arose immediately. And all that dwell at Lydda and Saron saw him and turned to the Lord. I believe it was uh, one of the evangelists. We've, we've had a lot of evangelists around here. And, and one of them said that, you know, we should be believing in God for, for a thousand soul or a 10,000 soul revival. Uh, months ago, may, maybe even almost a year ago, I was talking with Brother Tim back there. And, and we were talking about revival in, in Apache Junction. And I had looked up the, the, the census report or whatever. I, I don't remember how many were there. There's like 40,000, right? It was 37,000, but can you, could you imagine Apache Junction? Because look at this verse again. It says, all that dwelt at Lydda and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. Right now, the, the city of Lydda, there's 80,000 people in Lydda, Israel right now. I don't know how many were back in that day, but no matter if it was 80,000 or, or 10,000 or 20,000, what an amazing, miraculous thing of God that, that they all, all that dwelt at them turned to the Lord. The story will continue. We don't need to just believe in God for just a few souls here and there to receive the Holy Ghost, but we need to have faith. That God can fill everyone in Apache Junction with the Holy Ghost. Do you believe that God can have a, that we can have a massive and mighty revival that would sweep this East Valley, that would sweep uh, Apache Junction, that everybody, all that dwelt at Apache Junction, turned to the Lord? Hallelujah. Lift your voice and worship Him. Hallelujah. God wants to write an end into your life tonight, just as he already has done with so many here. We all know the stories. We've heard the stories. Well, this person was addicted to drugs and alcohol, and God delivered him. He was sick, and God healed him. He was lost in sin, and God saved him. No matter where you are in the story of your life, God is ready to write and into your life and continue continue the story your life isn't over yet your story isn't over yet it continues in Jesus name hallelujah I was reading today looking through uh, uh, 
a, a social media feed, and I, I read that there was a, a recent, just this weekend, a Men of Honor prison conference. 59 baptized, 7 received the Holy Ghost, 35 refilled with the Holy Ghost. In the past 7 months at this prison, and I don't know which one it is, but in the past 7 months, there have been 148 prisoners baptized. The story continues. In Bangladesh, I read, there were 319 that were filled with the Holy Ghost in a crusade this weekend. In Cali, Colombia, there were 2,046 that were filled with the Holy Ghost. The story continues tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's thank God for that. Let's praise God for that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mark 16 and 15, and he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Do you believe that tonight? Hallelujah. Read of Jesus' ministry in Matthew 10 and 1. I, I'm sorry I didn't give you the, the verses back there for these last ones. I was just... Writing it as I was going here. Matthew 10 and 1 says, When he called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Mark 6 and 7 says he called unto him the 12 and began to send them forth two by two and gave them power over unclean spirits. Luke 10, 1 through 2 says after these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place, whether he himself would come. Therefore said he unto them, the harvest is truly as great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Would you stand with me tonight? Hallelujah. Bible says that Jesus commissioned two by two. And he sent them forth. He sent them out. In, in Matthew, he said he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. In Mark 16, the Great Commission says, go ye into all the world. Too many times, and I, I point at myself, too many times we're waiting on people to come in here. And we're not going out there to where they are. But Jesus commissioned two by two, and he gave them authority to heal sickness, to cast out demons. Second Corinthians 5 and 20 says, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. Look at your neighbor and say, you are an ambassador of Christ. 
Now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. We have been commissioned. We are ambassadors of Christ. You are an ambassador of Christ. He has sent you. He has given you all the authority of heaven. Everything that he has, he has commissioned you. You are an ambassador of Jesus Christ. He has sent you out into the world. You have a mission to complete. Sister, you are an ambassador of Jesus Christ. You have a responsibility in your life to take the gospel out into the world. Your story is not over. It is continuing in Jesus' name. You have a mission. Each and every one of us have been commissioned. We are ambassadors. We are to go out. We are to go out and we are to heal the sick. We are to cast out devils. We are to preach the gospel. We are to tell that the kingdom of heaven has come to earth. Hallelujah. I want to open the altars right now in Jesus' name. I want each and every one of us to come and to pray. Hallelujah. You are commissioned. Your story is not ending. From the young to the old, it doesn't matter what's happened in your life. It doesn't matter what circumstances you are facing in your life. Your story is not over. And... The story continues. Hallelujah. 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 Get a Bible study and go find somebody at a park and give them a Bible study. When you're going through the line at the grocery store, talk to that person and tell them God loves them. Pray that God puts a burden for souls in our hearts. Hallelujah, go into all the world. Hallelujah, Jesus.